You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey everyone, it's Sunday night and you're tuned in to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm your host, Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca and I have my lovely co-host with me, Sandra Carusi <laughs> from Inside Jokes. Hello. She is a joke, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, now, so nowadays people don't seem to value their marriage or commitment. Something goes wrong and, you know, they're easy. It's just so easy to throw in the towel. Well, we want to help change that around with reasons of why you should stay and try to make your relationship or marriage work. And we're going to offer solutions on how to fix a relationship that's falling apart with our special guest and a friend of mine, Priya Ali. Priya is the executive producer of the 365 TV network and a life and business solutions coach. She also coordinates an extensive relationship rescue program designed to rescue the relationship between you and your partner or yourself. Listen up, Sandra. This I know. It's for me. <laughs> this whole show is for me. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Good to see you. Yes, good to see you too. I haven't seen you in like six months. The I last know. time I saw you, you were at my book launch. Your February. book launch, yes. Yes. And thank you for coming to that. And your daughter's lovely, by the way. Oh, thanks. She's just as gorgeous as you. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Uh, tell us about uh, yourself and some of the work that you do with couples. Yeah. So I work as a life solutions coach and we use the word solutions because I get tired of, I don't want to hear your problems. I want to help you find solutions. You know, we all have problems and we keep carrying on and on about them. Let's get them fixed. Let's get you on your way. So with the intensive relationship rescue, what we're really doing is I found through therapy, because I've been married twice. I'm on my third. At a girl. So yes. people are like, how just are recently. you? The- yes, thank you. Just recently this year, I went on for a third time a charm, they keep saying. So I'm either going to prove that myth or prove them wrong. And that one happened really quickly. It did happen very quickly. Did, don't you guys have a radio show together or something? Uh, we used to. We found that it was not good for our relationship, so we stopped it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So, and these are the types of things we're talking about uh, with relationships and having to make those decisions to put your relationship ahead of sometimes the career or the fame or whatever it is that you might be after, right? So with the relationship rescues, what I found is through therapy, one hour a week, if you've got a problem with your partner and you get one hour a week to talk about it, then you got to wait till next week to get back to it. It's really, really difficult to actually get anywhere, to make any headway. So with the relationship rescue, I come in for a full two and a half days right into your house. I'm in there with you. You sleep with them? Well, (laughs) if they're into that, yeah. But you know, yeah, that's extra. I meant sleep over. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just to clarify, I don't sleep with you. (laughs) No, we, I don't sleep over. I do leave them because I leave them with a homework assignment, but I'm there for, usually it's a weekend. So Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then I leave you with homework for Saturday night, Sunday night so that you've got that done. And at the end of those three days, you kind of know, look, is this thing going to work or is it not going to work? Because we kind of need to make it or break it. You know what I mean? Instead of going in one hour at a time, one hour at a time. Yeah. It doesn't really get you a lot of places and other than bankrupt. Okay. So a study has found that for the first time ever, Canada is home to more unmarried people over the age of 15 than married ones. Yeah. Did you guys know that? What? Yeah. Say that again. Say that again. There Sorry. are more unmarried people over the age of 15 than married people in okay. Canada. Okay, so according to research by the Vanier Institute of the Family, Canada's divorce rate now stands at a whopping 40%. Mm-hmm. 40. I thought it was 50, but mm-hmm. it's actually 40. The study also found that most couples are increasingly likely to be childless and that common law families are the fastest growing type of family. So what do you, th- 
What do you think are some contributing factors to this study? Yeah. It's actually the rise of divorce because a lot of these these kids that are now you know fifteen over who are who are unmarried have been from homes that were divorced and they're afraid they're afraid to get into what their parents were doing they're afraid to get into that having it break up and see, and all the stuff that they went through as children they don't want to go through that and so their model of what marriage looks like has been skewed because it was not successful and and also living in a dysfunctional family too yeah because um, I, I'm not married right and you know there was a bit of dysfunction in mine but. I'm I'm not married. Every family's dysfunctional, honey. Yeah, and I don't really want to get married. Right. I don't believe like I I do sell love and I do believe in courtship and yes. relationships and finding love, but I don't necessarily feel that being married is necessary. Well, if you go back to um, Elizabeth Gilbert, who did Eat, Pray, Love, she actually wrote a book about marriage, and it actually marriage was created as a tax break. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's not natural? It's not really natural to couple that way. Because really, when you think about it, what is marriage? We can pledge love, communion, commitment to someone. Why do we need the legalities of it? Well, I think for children. I need. I think children need to see that stability and security, no? But really, you can stability and security isn't created from a, a marriage license and a marriage certificate. I think it goes back to the question is, is it easier to leave when there isn't a marriage, a legal marriage certificate? Or not, and I think there's a stat that that supports that. Well, these days with common law coming up so quickly, mm -hmm. um, it's not from the divorce rates, right? And the, and the, the legalities around divorce, it's not. Look at Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Yeah, they were a common law for so many years, and the kids wanted them to get married, and then all of a sudden they got married, and now they're yeah. divorced, like two years later. So what's the point? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just changes the mindset of things, and yeah. it shifts the energy, and all of a sudden it's like you belong to me now, and I belong to you. The law says so. I have a piece of paper that says you're mine now, and I'm yours. Well, and then you take each other for granted, I think, once that happens. Well, yeah, and that's just generally what happens is, is it's almost that, well, I've got you now. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the mindset of like, well, I'm safe now. We're secure. We're in this thing. And then we start to let things go, right? We need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm Laura Bellata with singleinthecity.ca and my lovely co-host is Sandra Cruzzi <laughs> from Inside Jokes. And we have life and business coach Priya Ali here. And we're talking about... Um, Second time around? No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about why you should stay with your partner um, and you should stay together and make it work. So I want to ask, uh, Priya, what are some common pros and cons to consider um, when considering staying in your relationship versus finding a new partner? Well, you know, when we look at this question, you actually have to take a look at that question. So when you're considering staying in your relationship versus finding a new partner, if you're in a in a relationship that's currently broken down, you really want to think, do I actually, like, why are you in the mindset of wanting to find a new partner already? Because at this point in time, you've had a relationship with a breakdown. You've got to look at what's going to be the common denominator between your current relationship and the one you're getting into. And it's going to be you. So until you actually take a look at you, um, you know, what what were the choices that you made in this relationship that led you to become unhappy, no longer wanting to be in it? Have you made changes around that? 
So that's a pro because in the sense that you actually get to develop a level of self-awareness. I got married for the first time at 23. So I was somebody's daughter till I was 23. Then I became someone's wife at 23. Then at 25, mm. I was somebody's mother. So when I got divorced at 40, I wasn't, I didn't need to find myself. I wasn't lost, but I got <laughs> to know who I was. And so I got to know for the first time, what do I like to eat when I don't have to please five other people with a meal? What do I like to do when there's nothing around me, there's silence and quiet? So from a, a pro side of things. It actually can be an opportunity to get to know yourself, to make clear choices when you go forward. And I really recommend that you do. If you're already having another relationship to go to, that means you've had that relationship while you were already in a relationship and you need to check yourself on that one. Because what leads you to start something new before you actually finish something that you're already in? So again, from that perspective, you want to look at it for for self-awareness. From the con side of things, um, you know, you as a dating coach, you kind of know what the scene is out there. I do. It's very hard to meet someone nowadays. It is. And people always think that the grease, the grease, the grass, the the grass grass is greener. Sometimes the the grease too. Yeah. (laughs) So sometimes people think the grass is greener on the other side, but it's not necessarily true. I just, I want to ask, something to you Laura you've been doing this for 15 years what why is it so hard now versus 15 years ago what makes it so different too much choice mm-hmm. I think uh, because of online dating online and swipe dating, to the left yes, swipe to the right dating apps and just people's unrealistic expectations and people are basing um, a relationship on looks you yeah know, and the fraud or they're even meeting somebody like you know um, what do you call those filters filter fraud what's you, that you, you know when you're using an app and you oh. put the filter oh, on? We don't, and you know, any, we don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. that. To, just look at a picture of Laura and I on social media you know. and you'll see the whitest teeth you've ever seen that are... Hey, unbelievable. that's not true. No, that's they're not, not white at But all. I mean, how many of us have, <laughs> have met someone online and you meet them in person and you're like, who are you? And mm-hmm. wherever the guy was from online that I saw the picture of, bring him out now anytime. Mm-hmm. Right? See, so I we've don't got see that. a lot of that... Um, when it comes to my matchmaking service, I actually see the opposite. Sometimes will someone will send in a picture and mm. I'm like, mm. and then when I meet them in person, they actually look a lot better in person than they do in their picture. Well, so that's I, nice. Yeah. Yeah. People say that about me too. There's and, no hope either way. <laughs> no, no. But I think I, I when people go on online dating, we've talked about it here, yeah. why they put an old picture of themselves when they're yeah. 20 pounds less or a filtered one where they buffed and shine their face. What do you think is going to happen when you show up and meet the person? Do you think that they're not going to see that you're not looking like the same person? Like, Laura, really? Yeah. You must see this all the time. But they don't actually think they're going to get to that point, really and truly, what in the mean? mindset. So when you actually po- they don't actually have that self-esteem and confidence to think it's going to get to the point of the meeting. So oh. they really put those pictures on there because, and, and that's the way they want to see themselves. That's the way they, they feel mm. was their prime, the, their best self forward. And they're and in sometimes in some cases they think that they'll get back to that by the time they actually meet you. That's a goal they're working on it anyways. I'm trying to lose those ten pounds mm-hmm. or grow that hair or whatever well, it might and, be. Yeah, and I get that all the yeah. time. So someone will, I'm going to look like this again. Someone will request someone that works out or is very fit, and I'll look at them and go, "But you're not fit, and you don't work <laughs> yeah. out." And they'll I love say, Laura. "Well, I'm starting, I'm yeah. starting to work yeah. out now." I'm like, "Well, you go work out and, and then back. come talk to me yeah. later, so okay? I, when you have lost twenty pounds." I think when we go to the topic of the show, which is to stay in a relationship. Yeah. I think number one is being true from the beginning of who you are. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and I, th- I think even behaviorally, we all fake it at the beginning and not show our true colors. No, we don't all do that. <laughs> What's the point of that? What do you did mean? You not, did you do that? or No, I put on someone else because they'll never like who this is. I oh, come right on. No, 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 no. But you know, we talk about my personality when I'm a little strong. 
perhaps I got to tone her down, fake it till 90 days passes. And then once I got them hooked, <laughs> and a lot of people comes do the witch. do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I do. think that's natural human behavior, actually. It's true. And the other thing with the cons, I just want to, because this is an important yes. one, financially, really think this through. Because a lot of us, I've been, as I said, I've been married twice and I found myself when you're when you're living with someone who maybe is doing really well and you're trying to manage taxes and whatnot, you put our RSPs in his name, you don't put them in your name. All of a sudden now you're 40 years old and you look at your financial situation. You're like, well, we were planning our financial situation based on the fact that we're together. And now I'm at a point in life where I've got to look for things for myself. So keep in mind, it's very expensive when you've lived a life together. And I'm not saying stay in a poor relationship for the marriage, but also in your relationship, really look at your life from the the fast forward point as to where things are going and see how you're going to manage. Because if two of you split up and you both can't afford to live anywhere, Mm -hmm. what's your life going to look like, especially if you have kids? Okay, let's talk about something else. Sure. So according to the Vanier Institute of the Family, the top five reasons why couples separate or divorce are the following. Okay. Okay. So I want to dissect these and see if we can come up with some positive solutions. So the first one is different values and interests. Right. So this is a a really challenging one because we've got to, you're talking about core fundamental belief systems. So you've got to really dig into that and see where there's room to move towards each other and find some common ground to see how you can share and get closer to actually coexist with different beliefs and different value systems. And I don't think people's values change over time, really. I mean, these are things that you yeah. can determine before you actually get married to someone. Like and I you really, either have the same values or you don't. And so many people don't talk about these things because, again, you don't put yourself fast forward into the situation of five years from now and 10 years from now. What's our life going to look like and what people... Do you know there's some people that get married and don't find out if each other wants kids? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it happens. You know what? TD Bank has a great commercial about um, couples, real life couples, and yeah. they're asking about each other and they think yeah. they know each other and then they ask about each other's finances or kids and that hasn't been covered off. Totally. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. Don't go anywhere. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Hello, we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm Laura Bellata, your host with Santa Cruz from Inside Jokes and the lovely Priya Ali. She uh, coordinates an intensive relationship rescue program designed to rescue the relationship between you and your partner. And before the break... We were talking about, um, we were dissecting certain situations and issues, and we're going to dissect them and come up with some positive solutions. So the second one on my list is abuse, physical and emotional. Mm -hmm. This is a tough one. It is a tough one. So how do we deal with that? Well, I can tell you because as someone who's been through childhood, sexual, and domestic abuse, I know what that situation's like. And what's really tough about it is you you often love the other person who is is, uh, committing the abuse against you. So that's the toughest part of it. One thing I will say is it's important to really look for the red flags in advance. So when you start to see the first little bit of, of abuse, or whether it be emotional or physical, start to seek help right away. Do not try to to fix this by yourself, it will not work. Because if somebody's in an abusive mindset, 
you're, and they've already started to show signs of abuse towards you, they're not going to change on their own and you're not going to be able to change them. So definitely requires professional help. And the thing is, you know, from someone who works in, in life solutions and coaching and, and I deal with people from hypnosis, mind change, and all of that. Understanding where your partner's coming from, what where it takes in there, and they really do need help. And if it is abuse, you know, by all means, don't tolerate abuse. If it's if it's physical, but even emotional, mm-hmm. you know, separate for some time. It doesn't mean that you don't you'll lose your marriage. It just means that we need a timeout until we can get to a place where we can coexist in harmony and in a safe way that's loving and respectful of everybody. Awesome. How about alcohol and drugs? Another toughie. Yes, please. Oh, not offering. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just lost. Sometimes that helps us stay together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, numb out, man. You don't the like them, I drink, stay the together. better you are to me. <laughs> Especially if one person is suffering from, you know, alcoholism addiction. or addiction. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you're looking really at any of these types of issues with abuse and and addictions, it is something that's going on within that person in emotionally, mentally, physically. So again, it's something that you're going to want to seek outside assistance with, because unless you're a trained professional trying to work through addiction or um, alcoholism or any of, of those addictions, it's just not going to work because you don't have the skills for it. And the triggers are usually something that are coming from within the household, not to put lay blame on anybody, but the environment is what prompts those those triggers. And that's what keeps sustaining it. So again, it's a good time for let's take a little breaky break and figure this out and get you the help that you need. And also for yourself, because when you're in any of those situations you're actually attracting that in in certain ways by maybe you're too passive or you're you're not speaking up for yourself or you're not saying no when you want to say no so by getting to that place of strength yourself and having the abuser of someone who's you know abusing substance or alcohol being able to get the help that they require and what if they don't want to get the help Mm -hmm. then it's time to go because okay, you know what? So, yeah. Yes, if so. they don't want to get the help, then you're not going to fix somebody and you will not be able to love them enough so that they want to. They really have to get the help. It's something that requires help with. You know, it's it, again, alcohol and substance dependencies affects brain chemistry. So we actually have to get you out there and get some physical help as well as the emotional and mental support. Okay. How about infidelity? How do you fix a relationship after cheating? Yeah. Well, and again, been through that one. I'm pretty sure I could check all these off. (laughs) You You brought the right girl in for the show. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) been there and done that. Um, There's, you know, you have to look at the person who who was unfaithful and and see, are they able to take the steps? Because infidelity usually leads from inner unhappiness, right? So I'm looking for someone else to bring me the happiness that I'm not finding here. I used to get it with you and now I'm not getting it with you. So now I need to get it with someone else. So is that person willing to actually take the hard look at themselves and see what it is that would allow them to mm. be happy on their own? And are they willing to put the repair into into the marriage? And from the person who has been cheated on, you also have to look at, do you have the, the strength and can you go through and get your own emotional help and support as well? But can you move past it? Because it's one of those things you can't keep going back to. If you cannot let it go, you absolutely cannot move forward. It's one of those things that you'll consistently go back into. So the trust is broken. Um, You know, being able to have that connection, that bond will be broken. The intimacy level is broken. So there are some people out there that can sort of look at infidelity and it's not really, uh, it's a deal, but it's not, not a deal breaker. Have you dealt with anybody like that and have they gotten mm-hmm. over it and were yes, able I to have. overcome it? Yep. I've worked with a lot of couples who've been able to get move through infidelity. And, you know, it, it's it's like certain things we slip sometimes. It, 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 it's just one of those things where you're having the wrong day or you make a wrong choice or you're not in the right mindset. And um, I think when people look at the the 
overall investment of what they have and what they could be losing, oftentimes mm-hmm. it's worth it to them to actually move through it together and build on it. I, I always think as a divorced person, I and I did not have infidelity. Nor, that right. was not the problem. And maybe I'm insensitive to people who have. I don't think that's a big enough reason to split because yeah. I do know all the pro- issues that come into a split, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Financially, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Emotionally for the kids. So stay together. And infidelity, I'm sorry. If you love the person, it's not a big enough reason to split up. Is is that horrible? No, but it is for a lot of people. Yeah. Right, Priya? Well, the thing is, it's you have to it's and every one of these situations are case by case right yes and I know. so you have to look at the circumstances mm-hmm. and everything that's going on so if it's something where it, it sometimes happens you know and if the person is consistently untrustworthy and consistently lying and consistently and mm-hmm. you know unreliable that's when you have to look at it. Are they not presenting themselves as a good role model for the children, whether it be the female or the male partner? You've got to really look at the big picture and case by case. And so in some instances, it's just, that's the that's just enough. One woman told me uh, when her husband cheated, well, you have to cheat too to balance it out. And they actually worked it out. So they separated. She dated someone. I don't know why she calls that uh, Did they cheating. become swingers? <laughs> no. Well, that happens too, by the way. We could do, yeah. I want to do a whole show on that because that's okay. a big, yeah. big industry, Okey-doke. I think. Yeah. It is, a, it big is a big industry. Yeah. yeah. And that, and some people find that a solution to their marriage. Of it's, It doesn't, I don't think it fixes the infidelity because I think people um, cheat because they want the thrill of the kill and that doesn't come into play. Well, it's the, the newness. Spouse, it's yeah. actually, you know, when we start dating someone, we chemically release serotonin, dopamine in our brains. It's the newness. It's or the not getting enough at home. Yeah, Come well, on. that's the realistic. And here. if you want to talk about, you know, one of the common problems I do see in marriages, it is a lack of sex. Okay. Yes. And I hear it a lot too. Another we show. Need, we need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. We'll be right back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm Laura Bellata from Single in the City, and we have Santa Cruzzi from Inside Jokes and life and business coach Priya Ali's here as well. We're talking about why you and your partner should stay together. So, Priya, what are some ways to prompt positive change in your partner? Now, I know it's going to sound so cliche, but be the change you wish to see. Mm-hmm. So if yes. you want to prompt change in somebody, you've got to start to be that thing that you want. The other thing is actually to believe that your partner's capable of it. Oh, I want him to be this, but he'll never be it. Oh, I want her to do this, but you know, I want her to give me blowjobs six times a day, but she never will. Like that kind of stuff and actually be in the mindset of thinking, yeah, they will. Because when people are getting their needs met, they're they're willing to do things. So if you start, if you want to see more, um, you know, nurturing and loving coming, be more nurturing and loving. It'll come back to you. And stop putting the blame on them all mm-hmm. the time. Yes, I absolutely. hear that so often. You, they did this and they did that yeah. and they yes. did that, and all they're doing is complaining about the relationship. Do you know my married male friend who always complains? A lot of my married male friends complain their wife don't 
um, have sex with them. Yeah. And in this case, the one I had told him and I said, you know, and he's t- saying, oh, it's her, it's her hormones or whatever. And I said, like, what are you contributing or not contributing to the situation? Like maybe you're not sexy enough for her. Or, it could or be. maybe your mindset, like She's you not just attracted said. to you anymore. It happens. And that's a major thing because. How big is his belly? No, but they're yeah. gorgeous men. No, this is what I okay. understand. Okay. Okay. They're not, they are, they're very attractive. These are multiple guys that I know from the bypass and they're just really attractive men. So what, like. So the intimacy quotient that they, the intimacy that they bring to the table has probably dropped. So they're not creating that level of intimacy. Women don't don't have sex for the, the physical pleasure, mm-hmm. really. That gives them... So when women have sex, so we're talking mindset as well, chemically, women will feel love. When men feel love during... So if they feel, start to feel love during sex, chemically their testosterone levels drop, which is why they roll over after and they... and they You know, when all these women are like, <laughs> he's so hot and cold. He's so hot and cold. Because when he feels love, he freaks out because his testosterone drops. And he's like, I need to go be a man somewhere. I need to go do some manly things. So they leave. So it's when women are in love, they they equate sex with love and intimacy. And men are very physical. And sex is really about, it for them, it's physiologically very different. So you're already starting with that different foundation, okay? So it's about really getting to that intimacy and bringing that in there. And so if you're telling me you've got a super duper hot guy and his wife doesn't want to have sex with him, it's because he's not bringing the intimacy into right. the bedroom. And he's probably not making her feel special <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, where's I told the romance? Date yeah. night. Just love romance. Yeah. Yes. I always tell them date night because I know what it went into my relationship and why we split. And I always say, you know, neglect, I think, is the number one thing why women kind of disassociate in that manner. And I think yeah. when we feel connected, we will be more likely to put out. Or if we don't feel as though, you, you know, I, I see a lot of couples where the men pay different attention or they talk about somebody else's wife or something like that. And you're like, I hate that. I hate that too. I know some guys that do that and it yeah. drives me crazy. Uh, you know, a pretty girl will walk by, oh, she's so hot. Yeah. yeah. His girlfriend or wife is sitting yeah. there. It's like, don't you have any respect? And not only that, and half the times the woman is good looking as well. The wife yeah. is hot. So you're like, hi. Uh, That's the, a no-no. No, no yeah. the other one too is, and uh, my married friend told me this, her husband is on Facebook and liking uh, or friending yeah. other women. And, uh, you know, that happens to a lot of single friends of mine who have married men friending them that they've never met before. Yep. And I don't know how I feel about that as being acceptable behavior and vice versa, by the way. I have no idea what my boyfriend's doing on Facebook. I don't even look. If I have to worry about that, then forget well, she, about yeah. it. I'm too busy. She feels it's cheating that when he does that, when her husband does that. It's not. It's not cheating. But however, you wouldn't walk around to a bunch of women and be like, "Hi, you're beautiful. I like you. Hi, I like you. Hi, I like you." So a lot of times we have to look at. You know, um, I come from marrying a hip hop artist, and a lot of the women that would appear up on his Instagram, I'm like, "Yeah, no." That's not I. That's not <laughs> right. happening anymore. You know, I just went, a music I just went through his phone and went unfollow, unfollow, and you know, I'm kidding. But you know, yeah. I like, guess it depends on why they're following them. I mean, if it's a friend from the past, that's different. Yeah, but if it's just but like a random even, stranger. Ha- really and truly, Laura, it's an environment out there in social media where it has just become so acceptable to have these flirtations and these likes and things like that because people think it's harmless because it's social media. It's not, but it's not the energy around that because then what happens when you you're out next time and a woman just smiles at you or a gentleman just says something to you. like I was down in the lobby and this guy's like I love your shoes and I'm like Thank they you. are great shoes but by I the think way. you have to be looking for it because here I, I go again looking for it here I was I- on my phone completely and then he, he, the other guy came up and he's like I'm um, did you park near my 911 no I don't you mean know? it like that but you know what I mean <laughs> but 
I, that never happens to me in this <laughs> lobby, by the way. What what I mean <laughs> is like I get approached. I'm going to say it again, Sandra. I get approached on social media all the time yeah. by guys that because <laughs> every guy date loves Laura. Me. There's a website every guy loves Laura. And I just ignore them because I'm not looking for anything. So yeah, but I it doesn't mean it. they don't keep coming at you, right? They, they still keep coming. So exactly. So. But you're both taken. That's why you're safe. And that's why they come after you. No, I was. I just got married. I was single for four years and it was very publicly known. It she just, used to, you know how I met her? She used to come to Single in the City events. Yeah, <gasps> Did like, you meet the dude there? No. Oh, sorry, you no, have met a couple out. guys though. I have. And you had been sneakily instrumental in some of that. <laughs> she's, she's a good matchmaker. She's one of these. She does some shit. She can't seem to matchmake me though, but that's on. Carry on. Okay, let's talk about how, uh, how about couples that grow apart? How would you help them? So basically, we have to start right from scratch again. It's almost like starting over with a new plant after you've killed your fern. You've got to start all over again. <laughs> it's break time. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about saving your struggling relationship with Priya Ali. You're listening to Talk Radio AM640, the dating and relationship show. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Vellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. We're back. It's Sunday night. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm Laura Vellata with Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. And Priya Ali is here. She is a life and business coach. And uh, we're going to talk about saving your struggling relationships. So before the break, Priya was giving us some tips. So if you want to continue with that, please do. All right. And before the break, we were talking about uh, just where things were, when things are struggling with the relationship. Yeah. And when you're growing apart. Yeah. And so basically, we really want to nurture that relationship. If you've already gotten to that point, we almost have to start from the beginning. And it's actually a beautiful thing to do because when I work with my couples, it's like, okay, we've grown apart, but who are we now? And and really looking at who do we want to be as a couple and starting to develop your couple, the couple from there. So giving them exercises, language, activities that they can start to do and bring them back and actually have them get to know each other where they are right now in the relationship. And it's something that if you haven't been doing an ongoing basis, it's something that I recommend you start doing, you know, every so often so that you sort of take stock of, let's look at how we've changed and what are our needs now? And, and as a partner, as a husband and a wife, what are your needs now? Where do I need to be so that we can bridge that gap? And how about reevaluating why you got together in the first place? There was a reason once yeah. upon a time. And and even reevaluating is a great word and remembering because a lot of times by the time a couple gets to me, they really have had it. You know, they're frustrated, they're ready to throw in the towel. And it is the the issues that I see are, you know, the things they bring to me are like he does, he leaves his socks on the floor. She nags too much. I don't get enough sex. Uh, He's not, he doesn't hold my hand, right? But these are all symptoms of what's really going on. So it's generally speaking, we've come away from feeling valued and appreciated in our relationship. And now we see the symptoms. So when I ask couples, I'm like, oh, well, when you were dating him, on which date night did you ask him how wh- how he cares for his socks? <laughs> right? And they're like, what are you talking about? Right? And it's like... You're awesome. Because... Yeah. 
you didn't. It wasn't a thing for you back then, and it really made no it made no level of importance to you whatsoever. So why now? Is it now I'm ready to, like, if he leaves his socks on the floor one more time, I'm out kind of thing. So it's really getting them back to that place of love and into that space of where they were when they first connected because that's what Law of Attraction did. It brought them together. So we just have to bring that back to the surface and show that to them. And communication is key. Oh, my God. So a lifestyle yeah. website, yourtangle.com, pulled 100 mental health professionals and found that communication problems was cited as the most common factor that leads to divorce, 65%, followed by couples, inability to resolve conflict, 43%. So why is communication such an essential part of a relationship? Especially when it's falling apart. Well, let's face it. If you're speaking Chinese and I'm speaking French, we're not going to be able to communicate. And languages of each person, you know, you can look at from the languages of love and that, but just even more basic than that, as I practice neurolinguistic programming, which means we each have a communication style that we work and process better. So you're either visual, you're either auditory, you're mm-hmm. either kinesthetic, so you feel you're either digital, which means you're logic-based. So if you're trying to talk to a kinesthetic person who's all about their feelings with someone who's visual, the language, when I say to a visual person, look, I, the big picture is... And that visual person can now communicate with me because they understand those words. For an auditory person, I'm going to say, I hear what you're saying. Can you listen to my point of view? So those are words, right? Mm. Um, when I'm talking to a kinesthetic person, how do you feel about this? How, do, how would it make you feel if when you say this, I feel? So now we're getting into the language that they speak to a digital it, does this make sense to you? So those are the types of, when you understand the communication mm. style of your partner, now you can actually connect, right? And and understanding that, because I know we're going to talk about a little bit about closed communicators. So when people that shut down, that is a form of, that is their style of communication. So sometimes you just need to let them do that. That is the way they speak to you and understand and be compassionate that that's the language that they use and, and slowly start to build a language vocabulary for you as a couple. And that's something that I do with my couples is actually once we get to the root and the crux of what was going on and we're on the rebuild day, let's start to rebuild the language that works for the two of you. And I actually give them phrases that they can use with their partners and help them use words like start to use these words. And you can see it because we practice it throughout the intensive, the change in the way they respond to each other. Amazing, amazing. You're so good, Priya. Mm-hmm. I love you. So how about when you have one partner that's emotionally closed off and stubborn? Because that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I know that I have experience with that too, where you're trying to get through to someone and they're just so stubborn and they just don't see yeah. the light. And, and that's where I think that's a myth. Um, stubborn is usually a front for frustration. So they're frustrated within themselves that they're not able to to actually do what it is that you want. Because let's face it, if we've got to the point where we're getting married, we probably love the other person at least a little bit, right? So you don't get up in the morning and go, geez, I wonder how I can, you know, irritate the crap out of my wife or my husband today. So when you get to that point again, you're, it's, it's like a child. It's like, well, I can't do anything right, so I'm just not going to do anything. And that's where the shutdown comes down. Mm. So really, again, if you're finding that closed off partner, you want to come from a place of encouragement and really focusing on when there is something that they do that you find pleasing or it's something that warms your heart, really pump it up because then that helps them to start to break down the barriers. Because what they've done is they, we, we, you know, I sort of refer to it as a heart wall. They put a, a wall around their heart and they said, you know what, this is too hard for me to deal with. It's too hurtful. I feel like a failure. I feel like nothing I do. I'm not good enough for you. All that kind of stuff. So forget it. I'm just not even going to try. We need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. We'll be right back.
This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. So I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. So what's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's an old trend that we're seeing, and that's buyers can breathe. With the recent downtick, properties are staying on the market for a couple of days. That now gives buyers some breathing room to make a decision. But buyers, make sure it's an informed decision by viewing a selection of properties with your realtor so you can confidently act fast to get your perfect property. Call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. On Talk Radio, AM 640. We are back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, with Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes as my co-host, and the wonderful Priya Ali, who coordinates an intensive relationship rescue program uh, designed to rescue the relationship between you and your partner. She's in studio with us, and we're talking about why you and your partner should stay together. So, Priya, do you believe that counseling is an effective way... um, to help your relationship? Counseling can be, but we've got to make sure that both parties are totally on board with it. So generally what happens is the wife drags the husband to the counselor and he doesn't (laughs) want to be there. So so I thought that was a myth, but... No, it's not. Guys don't want to go to counseling. Guys don't want to go to counseling because guys are not... Um, they're not schooled, they're not trained, they're not raised to talk about their feelings. It's completely the opposite. So guys don't want to talk about their feelings with their wives. They certainly don't want to go talk about them with a stranger. And that's why it takes guys a lot longer to get over yeah, somebody. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because they're not, listen, guys can't talk about feelings. Y- you imagine some guy in the boardroom start talking about his feelings, he's going to get slaughtered, right? <laughs> so he cannot, he gets called a P. So that's not, that That doesn't work. So a P. <laughs> Sounds like wussy whip. Yeah, Yeah, rhymes with. So from that perspective, the other thing too is with counseling, and that's why I did the relationship rescue is when, as I said, when you're going in there once a week, I mean, standard sessions are 60 minutes, 50 minutes talk time, 10 minutes note taking. So you get 50 minutes, that's 25 and 25 to speak your piece. Where are you going? Where are you getting a solution for that? What are you actually getting it? So what you're actually doing is regurgitating what happened last week, which takes you back to the exact same physiology that you were in when it was happening. And now you've got two riled up people and we'll say, bye-bye, we'll see you next week now. Right? And now they're going to go home and fight. Whereas what we're doing right now is we're there and we're taking you through it. And then after the intensive, I have two follow-up sessions. It's like, tell me what didn't work for you. Tell me what did work for you. What do you need tweaking with? So now we can do some maintenance, but we need to have that counseling, you know, in that's effective and actually going to help them get somewhere. Otherwise, you're just talking, as you said, complaining about how, the relationship. How does a woman get her husband or boyfriend to counseling who doesn't want to go? Yes. Don't take him. What? <laughs> oh, get her to go over. Don't take oh, him. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I see. Because right. it, the thing is, if, you're, if your partner doesn't want to do it, it's a waste of time because mm-hmm. the amount of time you're going to spend trying to to extract from him what you what you really want. I know, but she going to just so give up? So it's always, always the lady that calls you? Generally, it's very, I mean, I've had the odd man that will come in that will ask and initiate the counseling. And a lot of times when it's a guy that initiates, it's because she said, that's it, I'm leaving. And now he's like, wow. oh, okay, she's leaving. I'm going to try it. Let's have about counseling. So true. Okay, one more question. Why do you think couples have become more reluctant in fighting to stay together? 
Well, because we're really focused on ourselves these days and we're taught to be, and it's not a bad thing, but sometimes we confuse that and think like, oh my gosh, this is my life. I need to do what I need to do for me. So I'm going to give up. And we do, a lot of people think it's really easy to find someone else. Well, that's our time. Thanks again, Priya, for coming on the show and contributing to such a great discussion. And a special thanks to my dear Sandra for joining me again for another great show. Um, I feel like so many of us have this unrealistic and romanticized idea of what love and our intimate relationships are supposed to look like, that as soon as we run into a road bump, we take it as that our significant other isn't the one. Like any other relationship, you must get through the bad to recognize the value in all the good moments you share together. Don't be so quick to give up on your significant other when times are tough because no one is perfect and genuine love is about real acceptance and loyalty. If you'd like to keep up with Priya and to get help with your struggling relationship, you can follow her on Instagram at startliving365 or check out her website living365.ca. As for Sandra, you guys know you can find her on Inside Jokes at 8 p.m. on AM640. And you can follow me on Instagram at Laura underscore Bellotta. And please head over to our Facebook page, Dating and Relationship Show. For any of you that don't know, I am a matchmaker with a very affordable solution. Head over to my website, singleinthecity.ca for more information and upcoming events. I hope you have a fantastic week. Ciao for now. <laughs>